0: Welcome back to Comadriando Hour. time to spill it. Woo! We're so excited to kick off season two with y'all. And if you're new here, welcome. We're so happy to have you. We're going to go ahead and introduce our mission statement. Get familiar with us. We are two mujeres creating a safe space to laugh, heal, and grow from our journeys in life as Latinas in the world we cross paths at UC Santa Barbara but we live in different locations in SoCal and we love it. Thank you for joining us on Comadreando Hour as we spill it and bring a social justice perspective to our thoughts and perspectives on various issues that are important to us and communities. We will also be exploring our own lived experiences along the way. Okay, so before we get started, we want to do a quick little recap. Last season, season 1, we had episodes focused on smashing the patriarchy in our lives, making friendships in the digital era, astrology, of course, and our individual experiences in COVID quarantine. If you haven't had a chance to tune in, make sure you check them out.
1: We are a podcast supported by Latina Chica Speaks Magazine.com. So if you guys are interested in checking out our podcast page, check out their website and click on podcast and then click on comadriando hour where you will see our bios and so much more. You can also check us out on Instagram at Comadriando Hour. We are also on TikTok at Comadriando Hour. We also have a Twitter at comadreando hour as well you guessed it and you can also check out gabby's tiendita at underscore saborami underscore and that o is a zero And you can also, lastly, donate to our podcast by going to latinachicaspeaksmagazine.com and clicking on Donate. We are all a team of creative content creators and podcasters. We use the same equipment. So if you are dropping that coins for us, you're dropping coins for all of us. It takes a community. And we all appreciate your donation. And we hope, we hope, we hope that we create better content and... Better quality sound because we also wanted to make an announcement that we this season got donations for our new mic from my very own co-host Gabby. We moving on up. We moving on up, guys. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, "God, they sound really clear," you're right. We paid good money. So welcome to season two, everyone.
0: So y'all may be wondering what we were doing this break during this break from podcasting.
1: Aside from buying new mics.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have been doing a lot, actually. Um, Anything from just handling in our personal lives to handling our dogs. Um, But most importantly, we have been fine tuning our recording process and brainstorming new ideas on how to continue to provide you all um, with the content that number one, inspires you, and of course, number two, brightens up your day. So today, we're introducing a new segment that we've been working on.
1: (laughs) Tea Time! (laughs) And even though we're not a news podcast, we want to use Tea Time as a time to comment not only on current events, but even our lives. We just want to do a small little check in, whether it be on something that the news is talking about, that maybe even our social media is really like engaging with, or maybe something that happened to us this week. And for this episode, we are planning to talk to you guys about something silly that happened to us this week. So, do you so, want to go first? Who wants, who wants to go first?
0: Yeah, I'll get us started. And um, something that's kind of funny but kind of awkward that's been happening for me is just regaining social skills like I've been pretty um pretty much isolated in quarantine obviously I'm on the internet obviously I'm talking to Anna like every day except when she's mad at me shut up uh, every day
1: guys even when (laughs) I'm mad at her (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like I've been
0: also because I'm currently not employed I didn't have to like go back to work or like I'm not interacting with a whole lot of people so I feel like now when I get out and about and I'm just running errands or this and that and then people try to talk to me in the street um it just really catches me off guard like I'm just awkward AF um and by people I'm just going (laughs) to be more specific and say it's usually señores trying to creep you know um, Hipster alert. Siempre, siempre, siempre. like i tell anna like i have to plan my you know i walk my dog and i have to plan what time i walk around the neighborhood because i have to wait for the señores to go to work like if i go out too early they're still they're still around and i'm gonna get like cat called me van a saludar whatever so that's been really
1: interesting <laughs> It's not me. whatever, but yeah, it's part of patriarchy. Yeah.
0: Ugh, street harassment, girl.
1: And like on that comment, I think we kind of talked about it on their smash the patriarchy episode. This is the experience, right? Okay. And as we grow up, we don't like, yeah, we grow thicker skin, but it still doesn't mean we like it and we want it or that uh, we know how to handle it, quote unquote, better is still like annoying and it can still ruin our freaking day right yeah for
0: sure and I think just you know being at home and being like in my little home bubble here I didn't really have to deal with it very much for a long time and now it's like in my face again and I'm like I'm literally like confused and I'm like because it's coming off like as a surprise because it's been so long you know Y'all, and- <laughs> oh
1: yeah you yeah
0: (laughs) like the other day i was just like standing looking through a window of like a restaurant that's i guess not open yet i was just like looking i was curious what was in there and then this like man pops out of nowhere and starts talking to me about the restaurant and i was just like dude this dude was like 20 feet away and he walked over here to talk to
1: me (laughs) so he really took his time to go see you yeah
0: yeah and i was just like okay senor i have to go now bye
1: Mind you, you're the creeps looking through the window, but we won't go there. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what if I was creeping first? You can't creep me back.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: so what's going on with you, girl? Well, this week, um, I had one of my nieces staying over next door who was babysitting my family's dog, one of the family dogs. And her husband is from Brazil and he speaks portuguese and he knows a little bit of english but he's still learning so with me i'm one of the few people who knows how to speak spanish so i think sometimes they feel like i'm the closest thing he's got to a human being who can have like a full conversation with him without struggling right um but i don't think that's true anyway so (laughs) in that like like moment of trying to communicate we were asking him what he liked to eat, right? Like he was saying he didn't like spicy stuff. So I was like, what the hell do you like then? And <laughs> so then we started getting into meats, right? Like he was like, oh, chicken, I like chicken. So then I started going, how do I ask him if he likes lamb, right? So then I started going, hey, you like bad, bad. He was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, then i get his wife my niece i'm like yo tell him he likes lamb and she goes the same way as i did she goes hey do you like ba bah, bah. <laughs> and he goes oh cabra and we started dying i was like chupa cabra and like we just started dying like it was just like and he had like a blast after that like he just couldn't stop like making jokes after that he felt so comfortable because <laughs> aside from the fact that we're over here trying to imitate lambs um I said chupacabra because he said cabra and he was like oh my god like chupacabra like I'm sure he hasn't heard that since 1994 because (laughs) where did chupacabras go um so yeah it was hilarious that was like one of the things I wanted to bring up because it was just so cute it was like we were bonding I don't really see them and with COVID I definitely haven't seen them for two years right so it was nice to see them um and then it was like even funnier to bond with him because he's still in my opinion fairly new to the family like they're still kind of newlyweds so um we're still getting to know him you know so it was cute it was like It was like it was a moment of like, oh, you're cool. You know, (laughs) like we can we can be friends, I guess, you know, but she's one of the youngest, you know, nieces. So we're you know, we were really protective over um who she was marrying, you know. So I'm really glad he's a really good person. But it was hilarious. It was like we were dying over chupacabras and making lamb noises, and I'm sure the kids, the other kids who are younger were like, What is wrong with these people making you know, animal noises out there because oh <laughs> we were outside, you know, being COVID safe. So they were on the other side of the fence and we were on this side, but um we we're having a blast and um I can't wait to like actually be able to like go to their house and hang out now because he's funny. But it was like, oh you know, you can talk to him because you speak Spanish. And I was like, it's not that easy guys. Like there's definitely differences, guys, but okay. And yeah. then you know yeah but you know people is it's like um how people are doing right now on tiktok how certain words are similar between languages right Mm -hmm. and you know historically arabic is part of spanish because of conquest you know because of you know the history of spain and the moors and all this other stuff so definitely there's like there's a reason why our our vocabulary is like almost identical similar you know? yeah yeah mm-hmm. because the root of the words are arabic and that comes from you know conquest in spain so and i mean spain doesn't want to talk about how they were conquered for you know hundreds of years before they started conquering other people and doing the same right. thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so yeah it's just part of history i guess and it's funny and um it was cute i don't know i thought it was cute yeah I-
0: yeah that does sound really cute I think <laughs> um it can be so fun to relate to people like um in language you know especially when there's like like that it's such a different language
1: yeah um, and I'm and he has like a language barrier between because they're Filipino the family he married into so they speak you know Tagalog so it's not okay. really so there's yeah. like
0: multiple languages yeah going
1: on yeah it's really cool it's really cool and it's really cute when they share um food and stuff like that um he does not like really sweet meat and that's what like filipinos are kind of known for too Mm.
0: so um
1: i was making fun of him i'm so rude i hope they're not listening but i was like what do you like if you don't like spicy food and you don't like sweet food like what the hell do you eat he was all like i'm brazilian and i was like i don't know what that means you know but um, it's about learning each other's culture so I told them you need to cook for me show me what you like so that I can make more of that question yeah. mark <laughs> <laughs> so lastly for our tea time we wanted to do one more thing which is doing a current event Um, and one of the current events if you want to talk about it a little bit Gabby
0: yeah so big deal Um, California becomes the first state to require ethnic studies for high school graduation yes.
1: kind of like a big deal it's a a huge deal especially Mm -hmm. for california being such a huge state and the amount of population we have right um yeah there's going to be a lot of kids going out to whatever colleges across the nation but they'll be walking with an ethnic studies under their belt at least courses right 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 Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and i think for me this is really cool because i mean when i was in high school i was like my favorite classes were my Spanish classes because I felt that they, you know, they helped me to feel closer to my culture, embrace my culture, um, hang on to my culture, all of that. Um, but I do remember my school offered as a remedial course, which is kind of fucked up. They offered Chicano Lit for everybody that was failing English. Um, so it was like considered the easy class. Um. Which is, you know, it's sad that it was being framed like that because it was like all these brown kids were taking
1: Chicano Lit because they were failing. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of like it being a class that's empowering and in the regular normal classes and exactly. you know, that Chicano Lit is being, you know, even introduced in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, mm-hmm. it's something you get if you're not doing well. And if you're pro, I mean, the assumption I'm assuming is that if you're not doing well, you're brown. Yeah. I mean, there is there is an implication there. Yeah. Yeah. And second on that, um, I hear this a lot in the university as well. Right. Like the idea that because, again, I'm um, said this before, but I am in the Ph.D. program in Chicano studies and I T.A., you know, courses in Chicano studies. And in those classes, I have heard people say, you know, like, oh, you know, it's going to be an easy A. Or I thought this was going to be an easy A or um students who say, you know, oh, you know, brown students are going to, you know, pass no doubt versus, you know, a white student who feels like they don't even know if they can even get an A because they're white. And it's like, it's not even like that, right? So um, the the idea, one, that you're going to do really well just because you're brown, right, is one misconception. And the other misconception being that if you're brown, you will definitely get you know an a because you know every you know there's some kind of special treatment and also you probably know everything and you don't you don't you know so um there's so much to learn from Chicano studies you know or even Mm -hmm. Latino studies I don't really like calling it Chicano studies because I'm also Salvadorian and I understand how limited chicano studies can be and and in other ways they're trying to be latino studies right and and Mm -hmm. start embracing that and start building on that but definitely you can sense the foundation is chicano and chicana you know lit or research which is Mm -hmm. fine i mean these are people who have you know paved the way and they deserve to be read and and heard and you know but um so i think it's just like a matter of um also like acknowledging that even in the college level people disrespect this fucking discipline and mm-hmm. that's <laughs> such a shame right and right. it's a requirement <laughs> just like when they drag their feet for it as a GE I feel like there's going to be students dragging their feet in California you mm-hmm. know and that yeah. point fingers at white kids but they're going to be some you know And <laughs> there's
0: there's going to be some that's what I was going to say I'm really curious to see what the opposition is gonna look like because
1: yeah even parents right like right i don't think parents. like
0: you know white supremacists are gonna go down like without a fight in this situation like i'm sure there's gonna be like campaigns to take it away whatever right like like some shit's gonna come out because of this but
1: like arizona but yeah. right like when we yes. saw arizona do this um, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. i thought that too but yeah, so this is a big deal for us, like for both of us coming out of um, ethnic studies, Chicano studies. Um, it's a big advantage for you to be able to learn this because there is I don't know if you knew people um, in your age group, but I know that um, my younger um, cousins did tell me that there is ethnic studies at some of their schools, you know. So um, I feel like it's it was already kind of in the realm of K through 12 it's not like from today to tomorrow all of a sudden California just had like an epiphany and is going to have ethnic studies like there's schools who have implemented it um is it respected and is it a curriculum requirement probably not and now it is you know and that forces not only the school to um, be open to this kind of um literature and curriculum right but also to hire people like me and you Right, if we wanted to, right? If we <laughs> yeah, wanted to, not yeah. Like when people are like, "Oh my a god, you
0: majored in Chicano studies. What are you gonna do with that?"
1: Um, Anything, people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I kind of came in hard. I'm triggered. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I didn't major in Chicano studies.
0: I majored in Spanish, but still, like, I was oh, like, that's right. Um, she yeah. took
1: my to Chicano studies so class. I always assumed she was because she was so badass. Okay, my bad, guys. Ooh, okay, <laughs> misrepresentation of Gabby.
0: So let's get into it.
1: Yes, our first episode of the
0: season. So for today's episode, we are commandando about (laughs) te calmas o te calmo the self-care episode. Yay! Okay, so Anna, are you ready to get into it?
1: Yes, I am. (laughs) <laughs> i'm so ready to the enthusiasm
0: is next level
1: <laughs> i hope so like my mic
0: <laughs> okay so let's start from the beginning what do we mean by self-care i know it's like hashtag self-care like it's all over the place like you know it's now being marketed to us in so many different ways um but for the sake of you know being specific We are referring to daily practices and special practices that somebody can do to take care of their mind, their body, and their spirit.
1: Yes, exactly. So to start us off, we thought it would be good to talk about the self-care myths and barriers to taking care of ourselves.
0: Yes. So it's a big thing, right? You tell somebody, oh, you need to, you know, you need to love yourself, you need to do self-care, and then all these like excuses all these like feelings of mm-hmm. not being able to do it barriers, yeah or reasons
1: why or misconceptions of even what it is right so mm-hmm. um that it doesn't really require certain stuff right like or certain ideas of what it is or isn't or who can and can't um stuff like that but mm-hmm. yeah do you want to well, start
0: i think one of the biggest things that is a barrier or a myth right depending on how we look at it yeah is not having enough time to do it right um
1: yeah especially in the capitalistic side really then it's like oh work is money so
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like do I really have time to you know sit down and do some yoga or sit down and like just breathe or just be in silence when there's like 10,000 things that are pressing me that need my attention um so I think in my personal life and and I hear this a lot from others as well time is one of the biggest barriers or we make sometimes we make it a barrier right because we don't make time for it right right the other thing is um we and I feel like this is something that society feeds us or tells us and then we just like hang on to this belief and we like we plant that little seed and we water it and it grows. And then it's like, it's like, you know, the little Venus flytrap, it like bites you. Um, <laughs> so a lot of the times we do not believe that we're worthy of self-love and self-care. And I think most of us are not like straight up, unless if we're going through like really severe depression, right? And, and that can happen.
1: Um, yeah. But for the most
0: part, a lot of us are not like walking around thinking like "I'm not worth loving, you know, or I'm no good it's It's more like deeper and more like hidden, you know it's more subconscious um, right, but
1: it's like like I suck, you know, yeah, but, and I don't deserve this, but sometimes mm-hmm. we do, and we don't even notice that we do even when we want to maybe
0: mhm, mm-hmm. and so some of the ways that that kind of shows up is like we give so much of ourselves to others. We're so willing to care for others. But then when it comes time to do that for ourselves, we make excuses for it. Um, We don't believe that it's a good use of our time, right? Like it's not a worthy use of our time. Um, And especially if we feel like others are watching us and judging us, which they likely are, Then it just feels so hard to like justify it, right? Like, I want to spend this whole day treating myself to, you know, ice cream and Netflix and chill, or I'm going to read book, I'm going to read like a Harry Potter book all day for the next 24 hours. Um, But it's hard to do those things when, you know, when it feels like people are judging us.
1: Yeah. And I guess for me, I think one of the misconceptions is also money right Mm -hmm. whether um it seems like this idea of oh I can afford to go take care of myself right and I think yes there is things that you can do for self-care that cost money right like spas like you said or or even the, the cookies and ice cream you're gonna devour or even paying for Netflix I guess in that sense right like I do have to be realistic about um those little details right for working class um like we don't have access to a lot of those things sometimes even though it seems so obvious that everybody has it right i've been there um but i think that in that conversation is my second one which is when people envision very specific things that are considered self-care right such as like i said getting going to the spa or like what you said um But also like getting a massage or going to the sauna, Um, even people who feel like working out, right, sometimes is is seen as self-care. Or a lot of the time, I think that working out can be self-care, right? Um, Like running and lifting weights. Um, But all that requires money, right? So you have to pay for that membership or, you know, you got to pay for that you know, treatment or that spa. Yes. And I feel like that's not the only way you can do self-care, right? There's ways that you can also do it um, where it doesn't cost money. And that's part of the misconception, right? Que everything you do for self-care is going to cost money. Well, no, that's not really necessarily true. Right. And then on top of that, it's also deeper than just um, what we see on the outside. Right. Um, I think even just yeah we can do the like you know the little small things but what about your mind what about your heart what about your soul like how are they doing um, what do you do to help them heal and strengthen from things that have happened to you you know maybe in the week maybe uh-huh. this last year you know what are maybe you in you your lifetime yeah yeah so um, those are deeper right And in a lot of ways you don't need money to talk to yourself right but um I do understand you if you haven't considered therapy or counseling right that kind of stuff that should be something right but again I hear you money right but there's other things you can do right like Mm -hmm. um you can write poetry right um I remember when I used to write yeah journaling um Things that you could like taking a walk in nature and a nature walk free, you know, you don't need to go to a national park, you don't need to go to like, I don't know, Joshua tree. I don't know, is Joshua tree free? (laughs) My (laughs) friend has gone there. (laughs) Um, But you know what I mean? Like there's things that you can potentially do to get to that um, without needing to necessarily spend money and talk to someone or have someone do something to you to feel like you're caring for yourself right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um yeah that's that's how I felt you know and even like a good shower like taking your time like actually you know I think a lot of us are very realistic about water you know especially in California we don't have a lot but every now and then I think it's okay to feel like a little bad and like have a good (laughs) you know half an hour at least you know some people have like these 10 minute 15 minute ba- you know shower and go you know I think like an hour or 45 minutes is nice to like chill you know like have a good warm shower even if you don't have a tub because I don't have a tub either I used to and I used to love that thing I used to like oh I used to love it but yeah, no lo no, tengo. so um there's other things you know you can do and and in those moments, you can like check up on yourself, you know, even if you meditate while in the shower, I don't know, right. Um, and you can learn to meditate and or do yoga or do Pilates or any of the stuff on YouTube for free, like I'm doing it, you know, <laughs> I'm like, you don't gonna pay nobody. Um, and do it in the privacy of your home where you feel safe. And then you can have Um, moments of weakness like you know I just started meditating and I was crying and so it's like it was nice to be by myself right and not have to like feel like I'm exposed or embarrassed to be around other people right
0: for sure and I think I really like that you pointed out that in in a lot of these um kind of more mainstream commercial self-care things Um, sometimes we leave out like the mental health aspect out of it um yeah like it just yeah it's like and I think it's also a symptom of capitalism like oh here you know you feel sad condition your hair you're gonna feel better (laughs) (laughs) you're like money can
1: fix problems right but yeah there is something to it though right like I'm i hear where you're going like yeah I agree that maybe yeah that fucking hair mask did make me feel a little bit better right I feel like Um, a bad bee now yeah my my hair hair feels good (laughs) because maybe I've been depressed for like 10 days and I haven't showered and I don't care about my hair and I you know it's horrible and now I took a good ass shower and I put on a hair mask and now I feel better and I feel like I can face you know whatever's going on I don't Mm -hmm. know right
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it can have that effect Um, yeah but yes, thank you for pointing out that there's so many ways we can take care of our spirit, right? Like what's inside of us without really buying things. And I think that's the hard part. That's the part that takes the work, you know? Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's the hardest part actually of self-care, right? Mm-hmm. When you actually focus on your state of mind, right? Or your mm-hmm. state of mm-hmm. your heart and soul, right? Um, because you might not be okay and you've been running from that. Been there, been there. Yep.
0: So, yeah. these are the myths.
1: <laughs> I'm like, uh, traveler, no. Um, so these are myths about self care, right? Um, and now we wanted to go into a little bit about our own experiences with self care. So, what do we do?
0: Yeah, so I want to just start off by saying that, um, like people who know me and who are close to me. And maybe, you know, maybe you've gotten a hint of it if you follow me on Instagram because I share things here and there. But I, I am pretty big on self-care and, and I've heard from people like I've heard the feedback that I am good at self-care. And I think for me, self-care has had to happen as a response to like other scary shit in my life happening, like health issues, um, anxiety, mental, whatever, right? Like freaking emotional breakdowns, all of that.
1: So are you but. saying like you've been pushed up against the wall and that's when you had to break and figure out what kind of self-care is good for you? Is that kind of what yeah. you yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 yeah.
0: And the first, like the most important thing is like, I'm a very caring person. So I really care for others. And it's just so important for me to also show like my self-love, right? So self-care first and foremost is the way that I show my self-love. So it's super important um we can't always be expecting to get everything from everyone else right yes we do need love from the people in our life but we like we need to like love ourselves too right like shower ourselves with love too um yep the other big thing that it is for me is just literally taking time to calm my ass down um I I get really excited about a lot of different things or like I just have like Ridiculous expectations of time. Like I'm like, yeah, I haven't like, I have 30 minutes before I have to be at Anna's house. Yeah, I could still like shower and drive down there
1: and do some um, yoga. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As my man, it drives me crazy.
1: Um, I bet.
0: <laughs> so it's definitely like because I'm always like go 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 like I, it is that time. To calm my ass down, you know, like, me, yo solita me tengo que calmar a veces.
1: Yeah, or take a, a chill or stop, you know, and just check in with yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, recharge. And, like, a lot of times, too, just like not taking things out on other people. Like, when I'm really tired, I get like snappy. um And so, it's important for me not to be putting like my shit on other
1: people. So, like, yes, I'll care. <laughs> You're like, so yeah, there it is. Um. (laughs) This is a small break in between episodes to introduce you to our sponsors and to also let you know about any possible events occurring this month. If you or anyone you know wants to start a podcast, we highly recommend the Anchor app. The Anchor app is absolutely free and super easy to use. You can record with anyone, anytime, anywhere, with your phone, or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast to multiple platforms, such as Spotify and Google Podcasts. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's absolutely free. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app today, or check out anchor.fm. We can't wait to hear your podcast. (music) For me, um, things that I find useful and I understand that, um, you know, people have a concern about money. So I did one that does cost money and one that doesn't. So the one I chose is therapy and I chose it because it's been a long time coming for me. And I think I wasn't until my late 20s when I actually, you know, pursued therapy or that I you know, looked for it and, and wanted it. Right. Um, and it's been so useful. But on top of that, um, because I'm a first generation um, and I went to college at the age of 17 um, and I was far away, I was like, phew, like 800 miles away from my parents and family that I started having anxiety and panic attacks you know and I used to tell myself these are this is what I what happens because I don't know what I'm doing and I don't have anyone and that's just what it is you know instead of being like what is this I should go and find out you know if I can get help or if there's other things I can do you know to like figure out what this is Um, and now that I have therapy it's like you get these tools that you just are invaluable to you that can help you you know get through some things that you really can't do by yourself and sometimes I'm sorry to say our friends are not in the place to help you you know because maybe they've gone through it and they're dealing with the trauma or they just don't know how to handle the situation that you're going through right um or just bad advice. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> sort real, bro. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> so that's that's the one. You know, therapy being this like really empowering part of self care for me, um, and that's part of like digging deeper, right? Like, yeah, I was, you know, doing all these other fun stuff with my friend, like going to spas and going to like, um you know, getting our hair done, our ha- and Parties. our nails. Yeah, mm-hmm. and partying and all these things, but it never was self-care of the inside of me and that has been so useful you know and I hope people you know pursue that sooner than later right um Mm -hmm. and I I can't you know dock myself all the time and it it happened when it needed to happen but do I wish it had happened sooner yes you know (laughs) um but I was able to get help from my master's and PhD program now so Um, I'm glad I finally know what it is and that I can have help and that if I need more help, I can keep coming back. Mm -hmm. But um, as an undergrad, I think I struggled so much and it could have gone a little bit better if I had just, you know, um, known or tried or something, right?
0: Yeah, and I think it's hard because nobody models this or we in this, I think our generation hasn't really had our people... Like our parents, right? Because that's who we first look at. Obviously, right. as we get older, we surround ourselves with pe with other people, right?
1: Yeah, and my parents never have gone to therapy. If I can just throw that in, no, right?
0: So it's it's totally foreign. It's like you were like you know the moon woman, like stepping on landing on the moon,
1: <laughs> and they don't know what to do. They're like, what's right. happening? <laughs> yeah, so you're like a new territory, and they're like, I don't know what that is, and. Yes, my family didn't know what it was, but they were supportive too, you know, like, um, I think sometimes it got really bad that they kind of were like, "You know, hey, yeah, you do need therapy or something yeah. right. It's time, girl. Yeah, <laughs> hey,, uh, you need money for your copay
0: <laughs> um, That's <laughs> then, cute.
1: I like that. <laughs> yeah, what your parents donating money to your copay? <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, And then my other one so we can close this one is journaling and that one costs nothing, you know, and um, I've tried different kinds of journaling these past two years during quarantine, right? Because this is a good time. I think for a lot of us, quarantine became a good time to like self reflect and um, just like, you know, explore other things of self, right? And I've tried um, dream journaling this year, um, it didn't last long, but I got what I needed out of it. Um, I hadn't ever heard of it before, but I saw it on one of these reality shows. Someone did dream. I think it was. Um, what
0: show? It was Tamar
1: Braxton, from um, oh, mm-hmm. the Braxton sisters. And you know, this is post her divorce, and she's going through a lot. And this woman's trying to help her with her new boyfriend, time, and whatever. And it doesn't go well for her, like her her boyfriend resists all these like feedback and he thinks she's like a witch or something and trying to like do things to the relationship. It was weird. But anyway, not that doesn't even matter. I was kind of I was kind of motivated because the way that she did it made sense. It was like in your dreams, sometimes you have um your subconscious fears coming through. And if you can have someone pull out those thoughts and kind of dig deep with you on it then you can reach these moments of consciousness that let you know okay you fear this you maybe you thought it just scared you but you are in fear of it you know and you need to like push through it or something or what are your dreams what do they mean sometimes sometimes they don't mean anything but sometimes they do and you just don't know right
0: Uh, so
1: I was writing them down and then I would make guesses and then those guesses ended up being almost confessions because they were truths. They just weren't truths that they were asking for. It was more like truths that I maybe wasn't telling myself. Um, you weren't ready the, to face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Girl, like, few, going
1: deep? <laughs> yeah, that was my journaling experience. And now that's not, you know, there anymore. I, I haven't had some of those dreams that I'm referring to anymore. Um, because I feel like I have reached, I mean, I have them in once in a while, but I feel like I've reached an understanding in a, in a place where I'm at peace with what happened to me and, um, and I can accept these dreams and say, okay, these are just things that I feel and they're valid, but they're not going to affect me in the long run. Yes. I love that. Yeah, and now my journaling has changed to um, I take notes during therapy. I don't know if anybody else does this. But... <laughs> you take notes on your. It's therapy so weird. Yes, <laughs> and I think COVID has allowed that because we're you know on the phone. So I'm taking notes, but it's not like that. It's not like oh, I think my therapist is out for me or something. <laughs> um, it's more like me writing down the thing that they tell me, like you know, like maybe work on you know um your fear by you know trying to do it for longer or doing it for a short period and then coming back like you know what I mean things like that that I feel like maybe my subconscious will be like oh you don't remember what she told you so now you can't do it instead I write it down and I'm like okay I'm gonna do it you know um or she'll just tell me um the concepts that let me understand and I feel like being a PhD student is so freaking like complicated because you overanalyze your life including you know también aside from overanalyzing everything in your le- literature
0: your
1: yeah yeah so like you're analyzing even your own therapy and like they're you know the therapist mm. is there to like teach you how to calm your ass down and not do that in general you know like you can't just live your life like that either so yeah I take notes and that's on my journal now and I look back at it and it helps me and it helps me um name what's what's going on you know and sometimes just being able to name it having a name for it is empowering just like when I first learned ethnic studies which we already moved on from but when I got into ethnic studies one of the most empowering things about it was being able to say I went through racism my education system is built upon systemic racism and um This is why my experiences were the way they were, right? Um, Because of segregation history, because of redlining history, because of uh, white flight in Los Angeles history, um, just like where all the resources and money went. So the same way for, I feel like therapy, like I feel empowered to know what is happening to me and being able to say, okay, that's what's going on. And there's these tools that I can do to help me, you know? And then the last thing I do with journaling, which is fairly new, is I'm meditating. And um, I'm still in the beginning stages, so don't like get too like, whoa. But (laughs) um, in those meditations, uh, maybe post the meditation or in between the meditation, if I really need to, I'll write something or something. Um, But really, just after meditation, I'll write what happened during meditation or what I was thinking about Um, my first meditation like I said I started crying like really deeply so I you know I was like wow okay that's something you know and I wrote about it and it helped me because then I started unpacking over the things that I felt like I I was sad about you know that I just again back to like facing your truths right like you had to make a guess in this quote-unquote like, I spy with my little eye, like, what is wrong with me? But then also saying it is already part of the process, right? Or writing mm-hmm. it, I guess, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saying it in writing. <laughs> yes. It's still part of that. Um, I, you know, I'm seeing myself and I, and, and I want to heal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And grow. Yeah. So that was my two things that um, I wanted to share about my self-care. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you're all right.
0: So I want to share some of my favorite, my go-to self-care things.
1: Yes.
0: Practices. Um, so the first one, really important. And I think I remember this became really important to me like in my early 20s. Like late, like I was like 18, 19, 20 around there. And I realized that this was important, just like movement um I feel that sometimes sitting still for too long kind of makes my energy get all yucky um like I get in a bad mood I get lazy um or I get anxious so I movement is super important to me oh also movement helps me sleep like a lot of the times when I hear people say they can't sleep it's I I attribute that to like not using the energy that you have in your body right like we're letting it just sit there so then when it's time to go to sleep you can't sleep but um yeah like I do a lot of different things so I have a very energetic dog so we walk every day um I really enjoy going on hikes um and I like Zumba I like um yoga so pretty much like anything. I don't really like doing like strength training, but that's something that I have to do now just for like health because I'm, you know, I'm a señora now. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, it's true. We need this. It's we need true.
0: this. It's not like my favorite, but I just know that I have to do it. Um the second thing that is just like a fave of mine, um and like I mentioned earlier, some of these things have have started because of like bad situations right so i get so pretty regularly um when i was in high school i was never really like athletically inclined i was yeah no um and i joined the cross-country team because it seemed like hmm, the best way to be like in a sport and not have like people like you know counting on me and hate me if i didn't you know pass the ball right um <laughs>
1: but I no up, competition like, you felt like, yeah um, like it's just it's just not you need to
0: go yeah. like, run out you're and like i'm strawberry. just gonna run yeah like we run in the strawberry field it was like totally my thing but one time i was running with my friend and she didn't run in a straight line like she would run like sideways and we were like on a little hill and like i ended up falling off the hill because homegirl wasn't running straight um and i got hurt and i had to have i had to go get a sobada um and that was like the beginning of me learning to listen to my body and ever since then I always get to a lot of, us. A lot of people think it's weird because I'm very young so it's like why you know why do you need to love us? like why does shit hurt but it just does I can't explain it um but I think and just going back to the energy going back to shit we're holding in going back to releasing things like your body is carrying so much stuff and holding on to so much stuff, and for me, that's like really important to release it. And sometimes I need help from other people because I get so tense, I get so stressed out, I stress myself out. That I need like I need someone else who's experienced and smart and knows everything, and like they need to help me. Um, shout out Dona Emma, she's my salvadora. I, I love her. Shout out, amazing. She's here in Oxnard. Hit her up. and And then the last one which is kind of funny that you mentioned this at the beginning about the water just taking like long hot showers is is just like a ritual for me just
1: a good one dude it's It's just so so good good.
0: so good um i typically like to shower at night before bed um it just feels so good like you just kind of like wash away your worries play some cute music get all the you know the smelly delicious skincare products yes lather up I don't have a tub either which I'm kind of sad about sometimes but but it's probably fine because you know I would be wasting more water but
1: that's how I feel too like I feel like I'd be that person too so it's okay but yeah you know every now and then when we go and travel and they have a tub I'm like yeah you're gonna jump in yeah oh yeah
0: (laughs) do you want to share your faves
1: yeah so for me um My favorites are um, nature walks, which I mentioned at the beginning. Um, I love doing nature walks, especially because as an undergrad, I got to go somewhere that was like really green. And for my master's, I came back to LA. And then for my PhD, I went back to a green place. So I I realized that I really enjoy that, you know, that I really enjoy being surrounded by greenery and having access to um, trails, you know, like pretty pretty trails you know not too intense right like I'm not like hiking and doing all this crazy just a straight trail and um and just like all these little pretty things that I feel like like sometimes it sucks because you feel like you know this is part of conquest right like the fact that now I have to go to a national park in order to be in nature or to a trail that somebody you know, a community fought for to stay or to keep or to maintain, right? Um, and sometimes those things only exist sometimes in very rich areas, you know, and that makes me really upset because we should have access to that too, you know. And the other one for me is doing face masks and body masks. Oh my god. I recently started doing body masks. I'm fairly new to it. I don't know what I'm doing sometimes, but it feels really nice. And the face masks, I've so gotten kind of upgraded. Like I've gone from like, just like your regular face masks that people have like in those bags now, you know, like the ones with the serum to like actual like face masks, like, you know, the intense ones your mom used to wear right, with the like, cucumber on their eyes um, to the ones now that everybody kind of was like on the fad with those peel ones you know and right now one of my favorite ones if I can just (laughs) drop something is Disco Kitty I think is the name of the brand and they have like these glitter masks that are peel off they have a black one you know like the charcoal I guess is their version of a charcoal but it's not as intense as the charcoal ones trust and um there's like a white one that's like and they're both glitter, so it's so cute. I don't know why I have such a good time just looking at the glitter, and then you <laughs> peel it off, you know, and then your skin feels like over, you know, even better, you know. And it's like also kind of a replacement of like nose strips, although every now and then I still use nose strips, you know, because those strips are awesome, right? Um, but yeah, that's like kind of like the stuff I really enjoy, one of my favorites because it just makes you feel good right like after that I feel like if I have to go to work the next day I feel like my skin's gonna look beautiful when I put on makeup on it right like it's not gonna be all dry and chapped lips and you know a dry spot on my cheek or something right like <laughs> I can- through that. yes <laughs> I struggle. so yeah that's that's the things that I really enjoy Cute.
0: Now I want to go like put on a face mask because the weather is fucking dry as well.
1: Yes, it's been <laughs> weird, and now it's getting cold, so it's also time to like really make sure our skin is like nice. Your skin moisturized,
0: yeah. Yes,
1: for sure. yes. Um, and so the last thing we wanted to talk about, friend, before we finish this amazing first episode, <laughs> season two was Mm -hmm. how do we deal with stress and anxiety specifically which I've already kind of touched on anyways but do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah for sure so I think um
0: the first what's really important in dealing with stress and anxiety and you you pointed this out is calling it out right Mm -hmm. like not just because sometimes anxiety is like self-doubt it's like it can appear in a bunch of ways and we if we don't know how to name it then it's hard to even feel better about it. Exactly.
1: You know? If you don't know that's what's happening, then, mm-hmm. you know, how are you going to help, you know, alleviate it or work through it?
0: Right. Like, I remember one time, well, I had, a, I have a lot of, like, stories with anxiety, but
1: unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm all, like, episode, you know, like our, yeah. like yeah. our other like, episode. It's going to be, so like, a we- three-part Gone
0: for days. Like every time, anxiety has snuck up on me in a different way.
1: But... Maybe that should be our new segment. Like <laughs> when the anxiety kicks in. No, I'm just kidding, guys. That's not a kind of a segment that I'd be excited it's about. Not that
0: positive. No. <laughs> no, it's like just dwelling on
1: like nervousness. But... Yes, let's not. But yes, keep going.
0: Um, but there was one instance I will share this where I was going through a really tough time, and I started having a freaking pain like in my abdomen, like like in my intestine. And I went to the doctor because I was like, I think I am dying. Um, And the doctor was like, oh just God. checked everything, poked around and then was like, girl, are you stressed out? And then I was like, yes. <laughs> um, So things like that. Right. But yes, the way so it's like, first and foremost, we got to recognize it. Right. I'm right. anxious. I'm dealing with anxiety. I'm dealing with stress. Um, Sometimes we want to be all pop toxic positivity and be like no nah, I'm great girl like I got this um but one of the things that has really worked for me is identifying stressors and like triggers um I know like we see a lot on the internet like oh my god I'm triggered or like trigger warning and things like that but sometimes we don't even know what our triggers are right, right. so for example I get triggered by men on the street trying to talk to me and Mm -hmm. I know that so Mm -hmm. when they do it and then I feel unsafe or I feel nervous I'm like oh okay it's just that trigger right um I mean it's not just that because men be creeping, but um but I know that that's something that I feel right so in order for me to go out in the street and feel safe I'm aware of that and I have to you know like I have to handle it um but one of the ways that I deal with it, my anxiety is just going outside like I can't be indoors for too long, um, which is unfortunate in the wintertime. But I mean, obviously I live in SoCal, so it's like mm-hmm. But I go to the beach a lot. I go on hikes. I really appreciate like plants and fresh air. Like I absolutely need that. Like I can't be indoors for like
1: days straight. Not only that, but you're like by the beach. So you definitely probably can smell the salt. Oh yeah. In the mornings yeah. and we want to be
0: there. Like as soon as I'm not near the breeze, like girl, I'm gonna complain about it. <laughs> 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 I'm so spoiled. <laughs> yeah, I live like three miles from the beach. So the other thing is just like moments of silence. Um, which in our day and age. Is rare, right? Because we have everything at our fingertips social media, Netflix, Hulu, everything, right? Music, everything, everything. We're just like nonstop consuming information.
1: Yeah, um, there's like more. I was thinking about this. Like, you have more control now, like before. It was like if you were going to watch it on TV, you had to catch the reruns of or mm-hmm. marathons of You your had to old plan shows. for the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, and then like they started doing DVR, which was like, oh, so cool. Like you can record your shows. And now, it's to the point like you can watch something that came out in 1967 and, you know, and it's on one of these platforms, you know? Right. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, for sure. And, and it and then whenever you want. <laughs> and then keep going if you want to not sleep for 20 40 eight hours or whatever pretty um, much you can you know Mm and that's how control like you have control right so you feel empowered but it's almost like a drug right like because you you can't get enough of it because you have so much control over it Mm -hmm. you could do it anytime
0: the effect that it has in our brain is actually very similar to addiction and like drugs (laughs) which is really scary And I think that's why we get anxiety too. When we unplug, like if, like I I experience that sometimes where I leave my phone and I'm like, oh my God, where's my phone? And like, I just need it near me, you know?
1: Oh my Um, God, same. When I'm at work, (laughs) I'm like, did I bring my phone? And it's like, of course you did. You were looking at it before you walked in. But like, like, you
0: checked the time when you got here. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. And I think I've, I've worked myself to a point of being like a severe multitasker, which is I'm learning is not a good thing. Like, I used to think it was a good thing. Like, yeah, I can handle so many things at once. And it's like, it's actually not good for you. So I have to force myself sometimes to be in silence. Like, I'm going to go lay outside and just look at the sky and try to chill out, you know? Like, te calmas o te calmo, baby. Te calmas o te um, calmo, meow, meow, meow. team of
1: the day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and also do i like to listen to like guided meditations or like just um recordings of like affirmations so that's also something that's soothing like when i do feel like i can't i cannot calm myself then i'm like someone else needs to like come in and do this but think you know the internet is helpful in that sense i guess
1: <laughs> yes free stuff and mm-hmm. people who want to get paid so i'll i'll watch <laughs> um, for me one of the things that's like major for me that i found has worked since probably when i was in my masters program but even before i think it also was in my undergrad but i never realized it was playing video games i've loved playing video games since i was small like i'm nintendo came out when I was younger so I got to enjoy all the evolutions of Nintendo to Super Nintendo to N64 to so on and so forth we and blah 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 um I'm also now a PlayStation owner which for gamers you know whoa okay you're on two different consoles yes I am and I enjoy all of them I even have a Sega a Dreamcast and (laughs) so much and an Xbox which is Microsoft so I like playing video games. I just really do. And now that they have the Switch, oh my god, it's been so much fun to have like Mario Kart and take it around and stuff. Um and like those are those are the things that, you know, take away my anxiety and my stress and I get to enjoy it and um and it doesn't make me feel like, you know, um like that I'm like doing too much. Like I I just get to relax, you know, and I'm not thinking about nothing really. So dance one my other one that I picked up during quarantine has been gardening which if anybody has been stalking me um you might have found my gardening account <laughs> um but I been stalking you but see you know like people like to like explore I'm like okay uh, if you found it then you'd know that I have tomato plants and that's actually how it started um they found a tomato plant in the side yard, and I was like, "Hmm, well, that's interesting." And then I just started adding more. I was like, "I want a cucumber. I want this. I want that." And as a matter of fact, those very tomatoes are still growing. New plants out of those seeds have grown, so um, it's just like generations now passing down the little tomates And they're these cute little yellow tomatoes, and they're like really delicious, and they go great in salads. And I've made salsa with it. Um, I think my niece made pasta with it, so it's really good and then I enjoyed that and that's helped me really see like the phases of life right like sometimes you die not like that but like like that like and sometimes um there's regrowth right like you come out of something you know out of hibernation maybe right like the lemongrass it like looks like it's dead for like (laughs) part of the seasons you know until so it's ready to come back and it's all green and it's like tall and it's like just like you wouldn't imagine that that little yellow dying looking it looked like a dead tamale like leaf or on a pot you know it came to be this but it was just sleeping you know or um patience right and dedication and consistency making sure that your seedlings when you start them that you're giving them water every day so that they you know you're giving it enough nutrients to grow it becomes something that you want it to be or don't overwater it that was one that I learned so hard oh my god Gabby overwatering was like my biggest issue like things just dying because they rotted in their root oh my oh, god I was, yeah. so yeah, I was so sad yeah and everything yeah I was so embarrassed and sad so learning that you know you really really need to take serious the drainage of your plants and like just like showing them love like also like trimming them and making sure you know dead leaves aren't on there so that they can give nutrients to the new leaves and just stuff like that, you're just like, okay, um, but how do you apply that to your life? Well, in so many ways, you know, you need to take care of yourself and get rid of, you know, maybe the baggage or the scars or, you know, the things that you are keeping you from doing things you do want to do, right, which will make you bloom. And or things like you will bloom when you need to bloom, right? Like, I'm, I'm still working on it, right? And I'll bloom when I'm ready. Um, yeah, so that's another one. And I guess the last one for me will be um, watching TV and binging on it and not feeling ashamed, right? Like, it's okay to binge, you know, and it's okay if you're gonna give yourself like a day or whatever to like just relax with your you know significant other or just by yourself and just like binge and you know like you said eat cookies or even ice cream or um whatever it is that you enjoy and just like not feeling bad about it right because if you tell someone they'll be like damn you did that all day right yourself." well that's sad, right or something right judgment it's gonna happen sometimes sometimes not if, if you tell me i'll be like "Damn, that sounds like a great day um did you sleep did you nap damn that sounds awesome right <laughs> um and yeah that's the my favorite ones yes
0: to rest so important we don't need hey. to be like working ourselves to the bone like
1: we need rest yes <laughs> and I guess that's it for us today Gabby I hope you guys enjoyed this episode our first episode of this season and before we go don't forget to follow our podcast and subscribe to our magazine check out our magazine online like I said before latinachicaspeaksmagazine.com where you can subscribe you can get a lot of content um Notifications of new things coming on, not just on Comadriando Hour, but the other podcasts and the magazine, in case you're interested. But then also you can follow us on Instagram if you want to see our you know content release at the Instagram platform, which is comadriando our Twitter, Comadriando Hour, woo-woo-woo. And we're on TikTok too, Hour. And if you want to email us, you want to have a comment, some feedback, uh, maybe a guest. You want to be a guest or you, you think someone would be a great guest for us. Um, email us to Hour at gmail.com. And also, we are now our own... Very own podcast. Before we used to be hosted under the Latina Chica Speaks Magazine platform and a channel, but now we're our own channel so that you can just directly look up Comadriando Hour and you will find only our episodes and you won't get confused with all the other shows happening at the magazine. So we're so happy that has changed. So, in case that happens, you can look at our links not only on the podcast page, but also on Instagram if you click on the links in our bio. And lastly, please, 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 please consider donating. Um, We really do appreciate all your support. And, you know, we're looking at different stuff. And if you are one of those people who like to actually buy the items directly of what we're looking at, we have an Amazon wish list. So if you check it out and you buy something, you will definitely see us do a happy dance on our stories on Insta. Pew, pew, pew. So if that's something you're interested in please check it out you can hit donate and there should be a link on the website for our amazon wish list and lastly of course if you enjoyed our podcast please like follow and share and tell your comadres your friends anybody your coworkers, that neighbor that you see every once in a while that you think they might enjoy it yes tell them about us they will have a great time yeah, for
0: sure. And as part of keeping this project sustainable and not working ourselves to the bone, right? Um, we are looking for an audio editor intern um, who would help us edit um, raw episode footage and would help behind the scenes in you know the magic that puts our episodes together. So if you're interested in learning about how podcasts are made, we're putting it into the universe that we find you contact us if you're hearing this and you're just feeling it contact us and we hope that you enjoyed
1: this episode of comadreando hour thank you for listening and until next time bye bye.